welcome back to the bottom of the pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. I am, as per usual, Mick Whoopi Goldberg, and we are back again to talk about an incredibly broad subject today and to help me tackle this insane endeavor i have on the dynamic duo you know them and you love them bonsai wolfberger oh yeah what's up and the jamaican shake yo it's me i'm here yo it's me back again how are you guys feeling today i'm chilling i'm killing i'm cool i'm doing pretty good i'm doing that is amazing here. I am also doing pretty well. And I'm doing pretty well because we are moving on to bigger and better horizons as far as the FGC goes. We're moving headlong into the future. Um, the Game Awards just passed and we saw quite a few fighting game related things amongst the litany of other just broad video games trailers and whatnot but they showed off a bunch of stuff for Tekken 8 we got a big trailer for Street Fighter 6 I showed off four newcomers or I'm sorry three newcomers plus a DJ he's um, a newcomer to my heart you know yeah we, we haven't seen DJ in a long time long time not since Street Fighter 4 um so when when you guys are when you guys think about the coming games in the future as far as FGC goes um, like Street Fighter 6 Tekken 8, whatever the hell Mortal Kombat's doing, things like that um, how does it make you feel just broadly at first? Excited? Um, I think there's a lot of potential I think this is like with the new I'm with the new generation of games coming and or the new generation of consoles that is technically already here and uh, the potential for crazy new additions in games. I'm pretty excited for it's coming. It's actually interesting that you bring up the new generation of consoles because like, I feel like this next, um, uh, these next games coming out, I, it, as far as I could see, they seem to be focused more on being next gen as opposed to being like a bridge between past gen and well, I guess it's not next gen, it's current gen. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, I think it's time to just leave last gen behind because no one's gonna freaking want to play some of these games on like prior gen tech, especially yeah. seeing like some of these games. I'm not even sure how they'd run on prior uh, gen tech. Yeah, because I remember me and Jamshake were talking about, I forget what the game was. It was God of War or something the other day. I remember, like, someone was like, I have it on PS4. And both of us were just dumped out because we were just like, they released this on PS4? Like, it's kind of like you just forget about PS4 at this at this point. I mean, the PS5 has been out for a while. And I know the launch was pretty disastrous. You know, they didn't make enough and scalpers were having a fucking field day. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that the PS5 has been out for a while now, and it is time that we just kind of let the PS4 and, you know, Xbox One as well, uh, just let them rest. I think their time is past, and it's time for us to go on, fully support PS5, fully support the Series X and anything else that 
um, is dropped in the near future. Putting that Series S to rest too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do uh, want to preface these, this entire discussion with uh, something that I heard uh, another content creator say. And um, someone way, way bigger and way more talented than, than I am at, at fighting games. Um, he's a professional uh, competitor, uh, Lord Knight. I'm sure you've heard of Lord Knight. Yeah, I've heard of Lord Knight. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Lord Knight. I'm a big fan of his videos. He is a great hub for just um, very deep analysis, like like number type analysis of fighting games. And he, he made a comment well, not a comment. He, he expressed um, his idea on uh, a certain thing that we've talked about before, and it it got me thinking, and maybe even swaying me a little bit. And I want to bring up to you guys, see how you guys feel about this. Um, we talked about generations in fighting games, and I have gone on record as to say that I believe Guilty Gear Strive ushered in the next generation of fighting games. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, Lord Knight, he stated that he measures generations in fighting games by Street Fighter releases. And um, he goes into detail as to saying whatever the next big, like, numbered Street Fighter series does, usually the following fighting games after that kind of look to them for inspiration because it is street fighter you know it is where we all come from we all stem from that root um how do you guys feel about that idea um if i can speak real quick i kind of will say i agree with both of y'all like i think currently guilt guilty gear strive upon its release set a really big generational bar and street fighter 6 coming from street fighter 5 has learned a lot of its lessons from past mistakes and now street fighter 6 now looks like it's setting a new bar over top of guilty gear strive especially for more 3d fighter games itself so i would agree with both of y'all actually okay um i definitely i kind of see where i get what lord knight is kind of going off of because i think he's right but i do think it's kind of something that you can only like come up with in hindsight. Like when you think about it, Street Fighter V came out with like nine characters or 10 characters, whatever it was, and added characters over time and like, and did like the pseudo re-release thing. Like I would never consider Street Fighter V like championship edition or arcade edition as re-releases like how they did on street fighter 4 but they're kind of just like seasons like how a normal like game like maybe like a battle royale game like fortnite or something has like this is the the chilling season or whatever they go about like that's kind of what it seemed like more to me um i guess i could see what he's talking about if they're talking about release like how they release because yeah uh, games like there's been a lot of games lately that dropped with a pretty store pretty small roster and then they like double the roster over time but i can't really 
I don't know if I, I'm confident enough to say that Street Fighter V did that because they thought it was a good business choice. But I feel like it was the only choice they had because Capcom was down in the dumps at the time. So I'm not entirely sure how I feel because, yeah, I could say with Super Street Fighter or with Street Fighter 4, it came out with like the Super Street Fighter 4, the arcade edition, the Ultra Street Fighter 4. And there are definitely games that kind of do the same thing. Like off the top of my head, I could really only think of like maybe Blaze Blue that had like different drops, but they're still kind of the same base game. But um, I don't know if like that's a an entire generation. Like Tekken's doing Tekken's thing. Mortal Kombat's kind of been doing the same thing since nine. Um, with Street Fighter Six, I'm not sure because I really don't see a lot of DNA from like the current like fighting game genre. Like I don't see a lot of like. It definitely feels like this. Like, I can see Street Fighter Six being like the starting point. Like this could like definitely re uh like not rewrite but definitely inspire a newer set of games but with how fighting games go and how long it takes for them to come out i don't know if we'll truly see that for a while especially since it seems like a lot of the fighting games that are going to come out soon are in the same dev cycle so i don't know how much inspiration one can take from each other at this moment like uh tekken 8 street fighter 6 whatever the new MK game or whatever they're doing is coming out, they're all going to drop probably like within the same year. So I'm not entirely sure if they're going to be able to be like, oh, Street Fighter, we did this because we saw Street Fighter do this and it's succeeding. Like it could do that on the long term, but I'm not sure yet. So I kind of agree with Lord Knight, but I feel like we'll see. Okay, that's very well, well said, uh, both of you guys. It, it is hard to totally pinpoint uh, where like generations start and end. You know, some some people there. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Their reading of the situation can be influenced by what series they like most, or what even what even their play style is. You know, someone who say. I, I noticed, I'll say myself as an, as an example, I noticed a change in fighting games because I've always been a more defensive player. So I noticed immediately how aggressive fighting games have gotten. And I noticed that with Street Fighter V. And going forward, I noticed that a lot of games afterwards focus more heavily on being really aggressive as opposed to being balanced excuse me, like, um, like how Street Fighter 4 was and some of the, the games that came out after that. You know, you have, um, you have Street Fighter 4, obviously, then you have Tekken 6 and Mortal Kombat 9 and X, things like that. That's if you're breaking it down through Street Fighter titles. But that yeah. also uh, translates, that also stretches to... Uh, let me roll back for one second. When you look at the things that Street Fighter V did, right? What did it, it, it brought to the table uh, way more aggression. So much so that, you know, with the V-Trigger system, you can um, explode in aggression even if you're losing because just the nature of how you gain V-Trigger. 
And um, when you see Street Fighter V, what did it bring? It brought, you know, not shit to do offline, just ranked mode, tiny roster, right? And then when you look at Tekken 7, what, what's that? Not shit to do offline, just ranked mode, like tiny roster, you know, until, like you said, Shake, until they doubled the roster through DLC practices. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like, oh, sorry, uh, I feel like Tekken 7's roster was pretty decent at launch. The size was, but I think the characters were whack. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Um, but what I was going to add on is, uh, through, like, what Jam Shake was just talking about, and, like, between, like, like your opinion, Lord, Lord Knight's, uh, opinion, I feel like Street Fighter isn't, like, the best at setting the staple, but I feel like Street Fighter is the best at evolving their staple, which makes other people evolve. Like, Street Fighter could start off as garbage, but over time, I feel like they're the series that evolves this game up to, like, like like a shiny pearl, where, like, you have games like the Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat 11, where it's not evolving it as hard as it could be, or freaking Tekken 7 where they're not evolving as good as it could be because by the end of its run Street Fighter 5 became a really good game uh, all the releases of Street Fighter 4 every time they gave it like the champion edition and stuff really polished and now we're seeing like what Jamshek said Street Fighter 6 is a new era of Street Fighter and if they can polish and make that game even more crazy then it's just it's just going to be that much better it's not setting the staple but it makes the staple evolve for itself mainly but for other fighting games as well i kind of agree with that i think maybe capcom's on to something by dropping like a mid as fuck game at launch and then just making it good yeah uh but i i also agree with what you said bonsai it make that makes a lot of sense and i mean and i'm still holding strong to what my measure of the generations are because it's not really a for me it's not really a certain like title like i don't wait for like a certain title i wait to see what exactly the title brings that could really change up how fighting games move in the future and i think um guilty gear really uh brought that forth by having a really stylized look to it for one and not being afraid to completely change their angle, completely change their audience, completely change the flow of their entire game. And as well, it brought in the robot, the rowback renaissance, which I think is the single most important thing to happen to fighting games in a long time, just to force these companies to add rollback so we can play online more efficiently. Because at this point, if you don't have rollback, because rollback's the standard now at this point, finally. It's the standard now, thanks like to Guilty you, Gear. Yeah, if you don't have rollback, and if you don't have good rollback, what's the point of even playing? See, how I, what I attribute rollback to is 100% definitely Guilty Gear, but I think be more than Guilty Gear, ironically, I attribute COVID for the rollback renaissance. Because I don't, I don't think if for that two years, tournaments had to stop, or like in-person tournaments had to stop, and like people had to actually just start playing online only. I, I think if that never happened, I don't think we'd have a rollback renaissance. I think Guilty Gear would probably solve rollback, but I bet you other game companies would not care to put, spend money on that. Like, I don't believe they would. So in your opinion, like Guilty Gear Stride just took advantage of it the best way. I think and it was already in play 
with Guilty Gear, but I think it was like a perfect storm for Guilty Gear. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. It's more of like a um, like just like a an what's the word? Like, like a runoff situation where Guilty Gear was going to do it anyway, but because of COVID, it kind of forced everyone to also do it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because we know rollback is like especially like adding rollback into a game that's already out like that's pretty much just a financial like you're not really gonna get money back off of that like that's just like a quality of life thing and i don't think anyone would ever have spent that money doing that if it didn't become such a necessity because of covid that's true like because because like when you look at the games that were like they added covid i'm not co added covid to added um rollback to like those old games you mentioned was there like 30 people playing those games there's 30 people on central fiction right now right yeah shit, shit like that um it really is just like a quality of life thing for those older games and the newer games they have to have it now because now we're just used to it right yeah plus i mean people it's like so so good now that i do think eventually enough people would be like nah bro you gotta add rollback that I'm sure eventually companies would be like, yeah, we're doing that. But the fact that like every company is jumping on it like ASAP, I'm like, yeah, that's gotta be because of like the current like world. Okay, I'm, I'm with that. Like I, I totally, I see where you're coming from for sure. But it, it was a conversation I wanted to bring to you guys just to see um, what your thoughts were on something like that. And Honestly, I, I hope I find someone else who measures it in like Tekken releases or something or someone who measures measures generations in like Mortal Kombat releases to see where maybe they started the new generation when Mortal Kombat Deli Alliance came out for that generation. That was that start or something like that. I think it's interesting to see where people put their value in in fighting games. Definitely. Uh, personally, I will say that I think I first felt the change of aggression in games, like in fighting games, in Tekken Tag. I think that's the first time I felt like, oh, now moves do 50%, like off of everything, okay. That's fair, <laughs> that's really fair. Or it can be like Paul in rage mode, solo rage mode, and just do 99% in one hit. For real. But here is something I noticed going through, and I want to talk to you guys about this as well. Um, this past generation of games, I don't think is any... Uh, there's any... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's, it's not a secret that they've been way more aggressive this past season. Or season, this past generation. Because they want to make things more spectator friendly. More uh, esports friendly. You know what I mean? Like It's exciting to watch this shit on the screen. Maybe it's stressful to play a little little bit more than it was before, but now it's like way more exciting to watch. And I feel like that balance, personally, that balance was a little bit off. It was fun to watch, but maybe not as exciting or engaging to play because of people who play defensive characters or had defensive playstyles. Um, they're just weaker in general just because of the fad right now. Um, so what I'm noticing with the future coming up is game these fighting games Street Fighter 6 and Tekken 8 they're boasting more aggression but when you see some of these ways they're adding aggression they seem to be 
more balanced between people who are actually playing the game with the people who are watching the game. Um, have have you guys noticed uh, the same thing with the footage from Street Fighter Six and the little bit that we got from Tekken Eight? Uh, I would definitely say you can definitely tell there's way more aggression now, um, especially with that little bit that we got from the new uh, Tekken. That that looks really aggressive. Like Tekken looks super aggressive, standard wise. Like it looks like oh, I got a Cohen and Russian freaking get my shit in street fighter 6's version of being aggressive is still aggressive but it feels like it's aggressive with options if if that makes sense yeah like a smarter aggression yeah like you have to be aggressive like they're forcing you to be aggressive on street fighter 6 because if like you hang too far close to the back you get crumpled onto the back and bounced off uh if you but if you're recklessly too aggressive, you can like run your meter out and like put yourself in an exhausted state. So, it, Street Fighter seemed like a more technical aggressive game, where Tekken just seems like it's going to be like pure high uh, adrenaline. And that's from just a little bit of gameplay I've seen though from Tekken. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, Tekken Eight. Well, we don't. I don't know that much about the heat system, but it definitely is encouraging aggression and like uh freaking blowing up walls and shit and doing like true bounce off of walls that's pretty insane um with tekken though i think there's less of a defensive option other than just like blocking or dodging or like sidestepping and things like that like those are just those aren't like i wouldn't say they're like balanced like they're balancing that like i think that's just how tekken has always been so i'm curious if there is going to be some sort of defensive option that's integrated to kind of balance out the craziness that we've seen of tekken 8 so far and with street fighter 6 it definitely feels like the middle road like there's definitely an increase in aggression especially with like the drive impact and the other drive moves but it seems like for every super aggressive hit or technique that's in the game there's a way you can counter it using the same system so i'm curious to see how it'll end how it'll like play out by the end yeah yeah and especially um when you brought up um tekken because like like you said tekken's not doesn't have very many dedicated defensive options and um now with this like new heat system that's like that's a real dedicated offensive option so it is, i am curious to see if they do add some type of defensive thing but now like like you said they have like the heat system they have explosions off the wall and and things like that but i know in tekken 7 they made breaking grabs easier i wonder if they're going to do something more with that like make certain things easier to do or even harder to do depending on the balance they want definitely because they could also oh, i'm sorry go on. no 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 you're good you're good because uh, i i was watching a bit of gameplay and i couldn't tell if because i it was kazuya hitting jen out of uh i guess i don't know what they're calling it the heat barrage thing and it puts them 
crumbled. Now I don't know if that was just like like a Kazuya move that just has historically put people in crumble, and I'm just not sure about it. But if that is the case, and it's like a high risk, high reward thing, like I could see that bouncing out. Because if you get run up on someone and do a big move like that, and then get countered into crumble state on Tekken, that's a substantial like health loss. I feel like that would be a great um a great system actually sure you can be aggressive with your heat but if you get countered out of it like a counter poked out of it it, it adds like extra effects that puts you in a real bad disadvantage however uh yes that uh that kazuya move does crumble on counter hit okay it's his um his rising i believe it's two rising or triangle or okay, triangle or y or, or whatever controller you're using it's always it's always crumpled on either counter hit, maybe even regular hit. I don't. I'm not a Kazuya player, and honestly, I don't fight that many uh, Kazuyas to be honest. Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure. And honestly, it's kind of cool seeing like how the aggression versus defensive thing is has been going for 3D fighter games of all games lately. Because other games have tried it in the past, it just didn't do well. Like for instance, like. What was it? SoCal 5 was tried to up the aggression with the, oh, your armor could get broken if you keep being defensive. But then if your armor gets broken, it can go into an instant death move and that made it stupid on that front. That was four. That was four? Yeah. Yeah, other games have tried stuff like this in the past. It just doesn't work out. So it's good to see like 3D fighting games finally like get a good feel for this because it always feels like 2D fighter games always have like a good mix of aggression and defensive and then like a end all be all defensive move to get you out of a tight spot and now it feels like like the 3D fighters are really starting to catch up on that field and make it their own too. And that is exciting because I, I feel like um the difference between 3D fighters and 2D fighters has always been that the 3D fighters, they try to stay more grounded than the 2D fighters. So they can't really add any crazy um, like defensive moves like drive rush or fucking, or, or whatever, like drive impacts and stuff like that, just because of the way, the nature of the games that they're making. Like they're grounded, they're more, they're usually a little bit slower paced. But surprisingly, a 3D fighter that always has kind of had a really strong defensive um, defensive option was the Dead or Alive series. As far as 3D games go, because they they had the low and the high and the mid counter system, I believe. I'm not sure if they have yeah. a high. It might just be mid high counter. And most other fighting game uh, 3D fighters usually have characters with dedicated moves like that, but not like a universal mechanic. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think I would ever be speaking about Dead or Alive like that, but uh, the facts are the facts. Um, but a reason why, to go back to the generational talk for one second, a reason why I was kind of like thinking more on the Street Fighters being the, the flagpoles for these generations is because I started to think about uh, DNF Duel. Because if we do go by, if I go go by my usual standard, and Guilty Gear Strive is the one that ushered it in, that would make DNF Duel the first game in the new generation after Guilty Gear Strive. And I don't know how well that sits with me because I really don't like DNF Duel and I don't think it's a good game, and I don't think the package was worth the money. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. I th- I think um, the current fighting game world requires support, or your game's gonna die. I think that's just oh because of like FGC and how big, how important it is for people to win now. So people are just gonna use the same things over and over again. And if you only have like eight characters, then you're only gonna see that. Uh, so you need things to spice it up a little bit. You need change in there or people are gonna get bored and drop your game. And or go on. No, I was gonna say you need support. Yeah, too. yeah, you need more. You just need like stuff to shake it up. Like for like even if it's a little bit, like like with the DNF it was the Swift Master and Hitman and Striker and that's all you like you saw. And that game's been out since what? What was it, June? Yeah, since the summer, bro. And it's been the same thing for like six months. One patch, and it barely did anything. It was like a three-character patch that just killed Swiftmaster or whatever. And that's all you have. It's the same thing. There's no change. So you need support. And Guilty Gear has gotten solid support, I would say. But DNF has definitely not. Yo. I'm sorry, keep going. No, I was saying yeah to that. Freaking, especially off that same run, just thinking about like Evo going by and like DNF not making like a name for itself at, at Evo, but freaking Multiverses is doing better than it. And I'm just like, that's really a shame, honestly. That really is a shame. Especially because I don't, I didn't, I was excited for DNF at first. I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, So I don't like feeling this way about it, but the facts are the facts. And when when you 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 brought up that it hasn't re- received report uh, support in six months, when we think of the the other games that are doing stuff, when you look at Guilty Gear Strive, in six months I believe we received three characters, three or four characters, in that time period. Yeah, that's probably about right. While DNF Duel had one tiny patch for one, pretty much one, maybe two characters in that same time period with um, 30, 40 players max for a brand new Arxis game? That's, I don't know, that that doesn't seem like a game that should be, that should be like heralding the beginnings of a new generation to me. See, I like, I, I agree with you 100%, but I think, uh, a game can only like herald a new generation if it takes from the generation before it. If anything, yeah, DNF might have come out after Strive, but it definitely doesn't have a Strive business uh, structure at all. It definitely the DNF is like a fucking 2010, 2009 PS like PlayStation 3 Xbox 360 era like download only fighting game like system like that's what it feels like damn that's very accurate actually it definitely has that feel to it it's like a chaos code with a budget chaos <laughs> code with a budget <laughs> and also it just kind of loops back to how we were talking about like street fire like setting like the tone every time like street fire could come out with an ass game but because it's street fighter already has a legacy it can take a hit from like dropping something ass and make itself better dnf we're in the thing of 
you dropped ass. You can make this game better, but you're such a brand new game. Like, do we want to put our faith in you at this point? Like, why would we? You're a brand new game that dropped the ball already. Should we come back to it at all? That's true. That's a fair point. It's, it's, it has to prove itself to us, right? It, it hasn't proven. It's not like Street Fighter, which proved itself to us 30 years ago, or Tekken, who proved itself to us 30 years ago, or Mortal Kombat, or, or Blaze Blue, or Guilty Gear, who's been in the game for 20, 30 years. This is a brand new series. It's got to come strong or not at all. Yeah, like fighting the FGC is like the Wild Wild West at this point. Like, you have to be like a top gunner you have to like come out guns ablazing freaking like impress or you're just going to be a tumbleweed and get lost in this shit like and that's what dnf is about to be is really about to just kill itself immediately and no one's going to really think about it because we have all these other great games coming out now yeah, oh, oh sorry no. go ahead i was just gonna say uh yeah i think a big detriment to dnf2 was the lack of communication like it kind of seems like they didn't know what to do with it like they weren't sure where to go going forward and the fact that it almost seems like the that most recent announcement of like the patch and now we have a new dlc character coming that almost feels like it was something they thought of post-release with how long it's been that's yeah, I could see that. Like, they weren't actually planning to support it or something like that. Or they expected it to be able to hold its own in the state that it was in. When realistically, a game hasn't really been able to hold its own like that in many years. Games have been, fighting games have been supported post-launch for a long time now, over 10 years now. When's the last game that dropped and was just done with it? And it stood the test of time for many years. It's been a long time. Maybe Tekken 6? Maybe Tekken 6, yeah. Maybe Tekken 6. Yeah. But even Tekken Tag 2 had a lot of post-launch DLC. And what, that game came out... Shit, what is... What was it? 2012? 10 Last years ago? Tekken Tag, yeah. 2011, 2012, probably. Yeah, that was 10 years ago. 2008 was... Um, Tekken 6 and Street Fighter 4. So Tekken 6 didn't have any DLC, but Street Fighter 4 was supported all the way up until Street Fighter 5. So a game just can't drop that way. And that's, um... That's kind of another, I feel, like a holdover, the communication issue you brought up. Because that was a big issue the last generation with all fighting games involved, all parties involved. Not a one of them got to um, escape from that. Uh, where they had this abysmal communication with the players and the fans. And it made it seem like they weren't doing anything when they probably were. We just didn't know. And we just kind of felt like we were just being left in the dust. How do you guys feel about that? I agree. Yeah, I... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, I was just saying I fully agree. Yeah, I also agree. I think communication is make or break in the video game industry. If you don't tell people what you got going on... People are just, you're going to just slowly seep from their brain and they're just going to forget about you. I think that's like the worst thing that can, you can, like that can happen to you in this industry. Just to be forgotten about, I feel that. But what I am confident in is this coming generation where I don't think we're going to have that issue at all. I really don't think. I think we're going to get 
a good stream of communication because look at what street fighter 5 did at the end i think we're going to get a good stream of communication from the devs of street fighter 6 devs of tekken 8 maybe netherrealm might not they've been really bad at it lately but maybe their hands are tied in ways we can't understand because wb is in a weird spot right now that's for sure yeah, and I definitely like that from, like you said, the end of Street Fighter V aspect. Because they literally made a promotional video saying, we're sorry, we fucked up, we dropped the ball in our communication. So this is what you're going to get from us from now on. And they fucking kept to the word hardcore since then, too. I will also say that Capcom has earned a lot of goodwill since BFX Tekken. Like, and at this point, like, look freaking season five of or whatever season was for street fighter five like they didn't even need to do that but they they knew that it would be better and because when COVID started like we weren't supposed to get like or oro or akira or any of those characters or luke in street fighter five like that wasn't up like that wasn't in their plans it just COVID shut the world down for months and then they're like well this is gonna put Street Fighter Five or Six back to 2023, and can we really have a game that's gotten no new updates in two years? And no, you can't. And they knew that, so that to me shows that Capcom is on top of things when it comes to this 100%. I uh, I agree wholeheartedly. I like to think that um, Capcom is is finally like relacing their shoes of being kind of the leaders of the fighting game space. I feel like they kind of like went off to the side for a little bit. Things got real muddy behind the scenes or something like that. And they kind of forfeited their spot as like the fighting game for a while there. And now they're coming back and saying, listen, our bad, you know, we had to take a a bit of a hiatus or something like that but we're back and we're here to uh make sure fighting games stay on track yeah that's for sure now i want to um ask you guys this we were kind of um dancing around it for a while now um so i just want to ask you guys straight up in this past generation uh, think about all of the games, because we had a lot this time around. There was like a big influx of different games from different um uh, from different properties and IPs. Um, what is something that you've noticed from those this past generation that might have rubbed you the wrong way, or that you like heavily disliked, or just like something you don't want to see uh, return in the state that it was back then? Uh, yeah, I, I got some. Uh, and this, I feel like, um, I think it's kind of maybe starting to change a little bit. Uh, but maybe not, actually. Uh, I, It's not anything with gameplay. I 110%, I've grown to hate, and I kind of blame uh, Netherrealm for this. But I hate not knowing what characters are coming. Like, I kind of hate the wait now. Like, with DLC characters, I get the excitement of not knowing, like, who's it gonna be. But I'm like, bruh, can we just know the characters that you're adding for DLC? Like, it's, it's like, I know, like, playing around 
and just like not like it's it's something that like I'm kind of in between on because I really do like oh like who's coming and like not knowing but then when it's like a character that you don't care about or it's like you have no interest in you feel like there's nothing going on with that game for an additional time so I'm almost like dang if I would have known that like this character this like season pass is gonna be weak I probably wouldn't even, like I've gotten my hopes up or I would focus more on this and that but I feel like that's very maybe a, a hot take but that's kind of one of the big major things that I'm not a fan of anymore. I could I could see that. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. It is exciting not knowing and maybe being wildly surprised at like maybe a character you're hoping for or a character you weren't even thinking about, but it turns out you, you really like them and think they play really cool. But at the same time, on the opposite side of the coin it could be someone you really don't give a shit about or even worse like an anti-hype character that someone a character you actually don't you don't like from that series came back and like you said it makes it feel like nothing has been going on with the game for like three or four months at that point because uh, that's been kind of my thing with uh guilty gear and i do enjoy saying i'm like happy sends in but like it was like biking testament Bridget and for me I'm like I haven't wanted to play that game in like a year not because I don't think those characters are good but it's like damn like like those are like I haven't I've had no interest in it I'm like and I get like your hopes up and then squash and then getting your hopes up and squash every time I'm like I'm kind of tired of it like at the very least like if I know who's coming I can just be like all right I'm gonna just like shift my like shift what I'm gonna do with it over time, you know. It's crazy too, cause like you blame Nether Realms, but in the case of Nether Realms versus like Strive, and these Nether Realms did like the whole they would show like the shadow outline of like the characters who are gonna come out. Where Guilty Gear, you're just left with nothing. You're just like, oh well, data miners found this, so hopefully it's this character next. So I can kind of I can't understand why you feel that way. Uh, and, I, and to be uh, fair, when Nether Realm. I think Netherrealm is pretty good at it, but I think Netherrealm does like the like w like trolling thing too much. I'm like really tired of like that aspect of Netherrealm. Like I will say, Netherrealm tends to drop reveal what their character is gonna be, which I do enjoy. But I hate the like, are we doing this? Teehee, like that shit is annoying. Like stop doing that. I yeah. actually heavily agree. Sorry, Keys, the the to cut you off. Oh yeah, you're fine. Um, I, I actually, I have you, I cut you off again, my bad. Um, yeah, I'll, just keep, I'll keep going. Um, I heavily agree, uh, heavily agree with you there. It was fun in the past, um, uh, when expectations were different. Um, but now I think everyone just wants clear and concise communication. We don't want to guess because now we have to sink money into it. Because now it's a season pass. It's not like, oh, what character is this going to be that you can buy singularly? It's now it's like, ooh, what characters are going to be in this season pass? And it'll show just like a bunch of picture of like a bag, someone's shoelace, um, a cloud. And they'll be like, can you all guess the character? Or and then you'll be like, oh, it's this character. And he'll be like, psych, no, it's Shang Tsung. Yeah, and it'll be like, no, silly, that was Shang Tsung. 
holding that character's bag. It was a yeah. person, hold up. And I'm like, bro. A bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but go on, Keys. I cut you off like three times. No, I was just going to make the comment of like, it gets old after a while because we're grownups at this point. Like, we're not fucking like little kids anymore. So that whole ooh kind of thing doesn't appeal to us anymore. It's more like a, I got, I got time i don't i don't got that much time tell me why I, why i need i want to be invested or not don't Literally. dance around it exactly yeah it's like do i have to work tomorrow like do i <laughs> stay do i watch this like bro it's like it's like ed boone's playing a game of peekaboo with a 30 year old man i'm just like stop <laughs> so yeah i actually i heavily agree with that i haven't thought about that but now that you say it out loud like that i'm like yeah that's just mad annoying i, I will add though i think there, like, there are games that kind of like get around it, like with like fucking like Smash. Like, if they do do another Smash, I don't want to know, only because, only because, like, at this point with Smash, they could just add anything. Like, it could be like anything from any media. At this point, I'm like, bruh. Like, I almost don't want to know if you're gonna add like a fucking minion in the Smash, like. I agree. There is something about like about Smash where you want that surprise as opposed to not wanting it. Though the maybe, maybe the Pyramidra was anti-hype though. I will say. Yikes! That's the anti-hype. that's the double-edged sword of it, man. Literally. I was gonna use that same example too. I was gonna say like it sucks when it is an anti-hype moment for Smash because you get the Pyramidra thing, but still like in the case of Smash, the journey up into the reveal kind of like counts for it too. So it kind of like you're like it'll be anti-hype, but you'll be like. Ah oh, man, that was crazy though. That's true. For every Pyra Mithra, you get a Sora, so that's kind true. of like that's yeah. the balance we got to play with it, I guess. The in Smash, the highs are fucking massive, but the so lows high. are insane. Like, can can you remember, um, back when Super Smash Bros. Brawl revealed Sonic the Hedgehog in their roster? I remember that 100. That shit was insane. Like, yeah, yeah, like the highs are high, the lows are freaking low, and I love Xenoblade, and I haven't enjoyed uh, Fire Emblem, but when they revealed Byleth, and people are just like, nah, this is like a bit, right? Like, it's not gonna be Byleth, right? And like, it was just Byleth. I remember just like, oh, like the only thing that softened that blow was like immediately after that they were like don't worry we're doing five more characters everyone's like oh thank god bro <laughs> if it had ended with violence yeah like brah oh god oh bro uh, <laughs> um bonsai you um your take um i have two examples from two specific games and these are these are just like my own personal things so one's a gameplay mechanic one's like an overall game thing Okay. The, the game mechanic one is uh it's from tekken from tekken 6 tekken tech all the way up to tekken 7. i hated their bouncing mechanic bouncing juggling mechanic with a passion i so hated it oh and okay it, i see yeah and it doesn't look like it's going to be as pro like relevant on this new game as it was on the other game but it feels like some moves were a launch move and look like a launch move sure i could get behind it but then i'm like 
like for example i'm like fighting like the nightmare of the food chain and he's using nina williams and he gets me on the ground and then he slaps my foot and that just Picks my character all the way back into midair and he starts resetting me and fucking me up. And I'm just like, that's not realistic. That's stupid as hell. I hate this so much. I, so, I can agree with that. Like if it's like, like for instance, like Jack has the one move where he like slams down his fist and then like shoots you up and that bouncy. I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. That looks like a launch. But then when you have someone who's like, I just flicked flicked your foot and you're back in the ground or I just slapped I slapped your, your body that's on the ground across the chest and for some reason it's just popped back in the air now you're doing do hitting me with another 50% combo I'm just like yeah this is stupid I I hate this that was like my main takeaway from Tekka I hated the juggling mechanic it's kind of like getting launched twice like in order for that for the juggling and the bound and what is it, the corkscrew from Tekken 7 or whatever to start you got to get launched first yeah. So it's like, do you want to get double launched in a fighting game? Like, that's kind of annoying. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, especially off of something unrealistic. And then, um, game, game-wise, I'm throwing my, uh, throwing it back to, I believe it was Central Fiction, honestly, Blaze Blue. If you're going to drop a game, especially like a hardcore sequel, drop it fully. And in the sense of, the fact that I like pick my games in 2D fighting game characters based off of like I like their look, I like their story and stuff. And then you give us a game without subtitles or like it's one thing not to give us a game without without dub. That's more understandable, but to give us no subtitles, that that to this day rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, I want to know what's being said. I know I played all the previous games for this. I know these two have a specific rivalry that i probably don't know anything about or it's grown to a certain extent or there's changes in it and i don't know what the hell you guys are saying because i don't speak japanese and y'all didn't give me subtitles i also agree with that especially with blaze blue in particular because the i'm a big fan of the way blaze blue in particular because um guilty gear strive doesn't do it at all but the old guilty gears kind of did um, Exer didn't do it either. Um, I like the way they flesh out character motivation and relationships through pre-dialogue, pre-fight dialogue. Sometimes they'll even have them attack each other before the fight even starts. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big, big fan of that. I love that. But like you said, they'll sometimes the pre the pre-fight dialogue is long. And we don't know anything that's being said. Yeah, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I want to know what's happening. Especially with, um, never wanted to play this character at all. But Susano from Blaze Blue, I always wanted to know what the hell he was saying to people. Never and know. just, yeah, I will never know unless I look it up and either read something that tells me what he says or freaking watch a video. And I'm just like, I want that experience. I bought this full price game. I want to know what these people are saying. I want to know the continuity. I want to know the story interaction. I want to know the character interaction. Like, don't do that again, please. I'm with that. What do you think, Shake? Oh no, I definitely agree. I'm. A, everyone knows I'm a. I'm a dub supporter. Anytime I can, anyway. So I'm always for games getting dubbed. Or, and if you're not gonna dub it, if you don't put subtitles in, that's like a spit in the face to me. Like, like I couldn't imagine a game like 
like grand blue coming out and having them thick ass intros bro they'd be having full conversations and if i didn't if they weren't subtitled i'd be like no way bro like you're losing so much so i'm always here for that like i definitely agree and especially with um um well i guess dnf does have um subtitles right like for their intros yeah they have subtitles yeah okay so they have subtitles it really is just like some of these ports that don't have subtitles didn't persona have that issue for a little bit as well no i think persona always had dub okay so persona always had dub yeah got you oh you know what game um didn't do it uh uh, rev 2 guilty gear rev 2 in japanese no subtitles yeah, because Exard, the original release, actually had a dub. It did. And then they got rid of it for Rev, because I guess they just didn't want to hire, like, rehire the voice actors or get new voice actors to do those other characters. And I was like, why? Like, why would you do that? Yeah, that's that's so silly. Like, they had it before. <laughs> yeah, and they had, like, popular name voice actors for both Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue. And you... Not only do you go from that to no dub at all, you go from that to no dub and then no subtitles. Like, how are you gonna give me like, like a meal, and then like try to come out with the same with a, the next sequel to that meal and not give me the filling for it? Right. <laughs> uh, I agree. That's a, that's another thing I haven't thought about. Um. Because not everyone makes a big stink about it. Um, you know, a lot of people that stick with games like old Blaze Blue or like older Guilty Gears, they're usually just in it for like the gameplay exclusively. They're like the character, sure. But if you ask some of like the big name people, they might even tell you they never even played the story. They don't even care about the story. Which, fair enough, Blaze Blue's story is ridiculous. Yeah. Probably. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I agree. I agree with, with both y'all's um, choices. Um, I definitely my... know that was a choice with Guilty Gear, too. Uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, I remember, uh, I, know, I know a lot of people, I remember you seeing the videos, they saw Happy Chaos like when he was announced. Everybody's like, where did this guy come from? I was like, oh, you definitely didn't play the story. <laughs> this dude's the main antagonist. What are you he talking is, about? He is the antagonist. He is. He's just there to be there by his own words. Yeah. That shit I be saying at work all the time. I'm just here to be here. That works. But yeah, those are my two points. I agree. Mine aren't nearly as actually interesting as y'all's. Y'all's made some really good points. Uh, things that I didn't think about. And and what I did um, notice about you, about both of your guys' choices where they're very uh, personal, which I actually like since everyone is different, you know, and it, it shows um, like where the like the, the modern fighting game players are in their lives right now with the whole season pass thing, not knowing the characters and having us being put on a wild goose chase for like who the next DLC or, will be and in your case bonsai with the lack of um subtitles for non-dubbed japanese games and the um 
the weird bound mechanics in Tekken, it really shows that we have been around the block a few times. We know what to expect. We know what works and what doesn't work. And we kind of um, need to get to a place where the actual lives of like fighting game players are taken into account because not everyone can dedicate as much time to reading what these non-subtitled characters are or wading through uh, hints and riddles for a character we may or may not even care about at all. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, but with that said, mine are are pretty basic, to be honest. Um, this last generation, I feel like, was the like the generation of of small rosters. I'm tired of small rosters. I've said this a hundred times on this very podcast. I'm tired of small rosters, and I got a strong feeling with some like the behind the scenes like leaks from Tekken Eight that we're going to be seeing like a pretty decent roster coming out of not just volume but of quality of character. Also, for Tekken Eight and and Street Fighter Six is already looking mad good. The quality of character is there, and the quantity of character is there. You know, we're not going to get like. I know a lot of people like Laura, the character, but I actually don't like Laura at all. I feel like she's a very shallow character. Even Fang, who I played, I think he was lame as fuck. Lame, bro. I fucking hate Fang, dude. It's so lame. Honestly, and this shows how aware Street Fighter is of themselves. I think the only real cool character uh, on the initial launch roster, I'll say, not like through DLC, the initial launch roster was um Rashid, I think, was the only cool newcomer outside of DLC. And he's coming back for Street Fighter 6. So it just shows that they're they are they're aware of what the people like and what the people don't like. Now at least. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I I feel like one uh game that it felt like like it almost like I I guess it kind of goes back to what we were saying before that DNF does not feel too much like a modern game is that that roster is tiny for Pretty DNF and it, it feel, DNF feels like Street Fighter 5 year one like that's what it feels like almost not gameplay obviously but tiny ass roster barely nothing to do other than that like damn like and I, i'll give them that the characters are definitely pretty varied but just having a small roster like that hurts and especially if you want to sell your game at full price that's crazy yeah it, it does hurt and it doesn't help with dnf that the roster is tiny but also the the gaps in power is huge uh so it makes the roster feel even smaller. Yeah, because there might be ten characters, but in reality, there's three characters. And and that's true. And and that's that's definitely true, especially if you're interested in watching like tournaments for the game. There are some characters you will never see, um, even crack like top. I would say top thirty-two, but I'm not even sure if there's thirty-two people playing that game right now. Probably not. That shit's going for like eight dollars at GameStop right now. <laughs> Yikes and a half, bro. Um, but. I do 
believe that this coming and, and, and you know what, and to go back for one second, Mortal Kombat 11 had a pretty good roster as well. There were some notable omissions that hurt me deeply and personally. But if I look at it objectively, their roster really wasn't all that bad as far as qu quantity goes. I agree. Um, I think Bonsai might be having some issues. Oh, I can hear you now. I see like your mute and stuff going on and off on on my screen here. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I should be good now. Oh, okay. Um, so that's just my take, and I do have another question I want to ask you guys. Mm. Um, going into the future, right? Like, let's um, we're done with the past now. The past is exactly that. We're moving on into the future, and. I do want to talk to you guys on a different episode soon after this one about Street Fighter 6 specifically. The beta is coming up, and I definitely want to talk to you guys after we get our hands on said beta. We didn't get in last time, but there's a chance we'll be able to play this time. I'm going to play this time. <laughs> Jam is going to play this time. I made it. <laughs> um, so we'll actually have some hands-on experience that we can actually talk about. Which is why I'm happy. I've wanted to talk about Street Fighter 6 with you guys for a long time. But just the way uh, Capcom has been feeding us information. Every time I'm like, I'm, I get the thought, okay, now is the time. They'll be like, and here's a trailer for the next four characters. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so I'll wait and see what's going on with this. And I'm like, okay, and now I can talk to you guys. And, and they're like, here's the trailer for the story mode. And I'm like, okay. But I think now is a good time to get on that for the next episode. But for right now, I want to ask you guys this. As far as this next coming generation is concerned, we know of three games so far. What I call the big three games. We know Street Fighter VI is coming. We know Tekken 8 is coming. We have footage of those two. And we have confirmation that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming. We don't have any footage or real knowledge of that at all. Right. Um, so with those big three, like we know they're coming for this next generation. I want to ask you guys this and you know, Guilty Gear Strive is still doing stuff and DNF is still doing stuff. I want to ask you guys this and feel free to stretch your brains and your imaginations as far as you want. What series do you want to see come with this next generation? And now I want to also add on to this. Um, if you so please it, you know you can focus on fighting games if you want you know you know obviously i will but it'll be a fighting game but think about like fight dragon ball fighters as well keep that in mind also when i ask you guys which what series do you want to see maybe come back for this generation or what series that's not a fighting game do you want to see get turned into a fighting game for this next coming generation bingo streets Bingo Street's coming. Um, first thing that came to my head the second that you added on the um, the like the anime fighters thing is, I want an actual good My Hero fighting game. Hard agree. I hard yeah. agree. Like, I'm tired of the company who's been doing it so far doing it like, like. Like how like the Demon Slayer game and freaking um, 
Fighters is doing. I just want like a good game for that for like my hero specifically. Or I def I I agree. I agree. Go ahead. Or even if we get like a newer, better polished, not the same, not, not a sequel, but a better Jump Force, honestly. Oh, it's not hard to make a better Jump Force. Oh, yeah, exactly. every game that's come out is better. Yeah. Jump Force. <laughs> so if we could get just get like a ma like a anime fighting game where we have a bunch of different anime games mashed together, I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I agree. I would love a, my hero. Um, I have two. Um, uh, my number one is a uh, like I've been preaching this for many years. For a long time, uh, I want Persona to have a new fighting game. I want a new Persona Arena. Uh, it doesn't even have to be Persona 5 based. Uh, it could have characters from every single Persona. That'd be dope. I just want that game to come back. It's a blanket Persona Arena. Yeah, like I want more Persona Arena. I love Persona Arena. It's such a cool game. Love the characters. You have so much you can do. So many options. Like, I would kill for that. And, um, I would like it to stay sprites, but given how the current world is, I doubt that would be the case. But even if they wanted, if they wanted to go like the, like, like Arxis, I would like it to have like grand blue, like long ass conversations in the beginning. I think that'd be sick. Like that, Grand Blue does that. Grand Blue's presentation, I think, is actually top tier. Yeah, I think it might have the best presentation on any Arxis game, which is really crazy. I want more people to take out the Grand Blue's like example. Me too. Definitely, a hundred percent. And second, arguably the most important uh, thing that needs to come back. Um, I was doing research, and just out of curiosity, I hadn't known. Uh, how long it has been since we've gotten the last game to come out but i looked it up and the last time this game came out we saw anything about this game was september 30th 1998 and i think we've waited long enough it's time for the unholy war 2 we need Holy the war to come out we need the sequel <laughs> we've waited for long enough oh it's my time. god I'm it's talking quadruple the roster. I'm talking quadruple the stages. It's time. I'm for Unholy War 2. Literally, <laughs> Shake, I think it's just me and you who know that game that would listen to this podcast. Bro, honestly, I thought I knew what game he was going to bring up until he brought up that date. I was like, okay, never mind. Unholy War 2. Oh my goodness. That's, um,. That's an interesting game, because when you look at it, it's kind of also an arena fighter. Exactly. It is an arena fighter with heavy bases on matchup knowledge, actually. Yeah, it's it's built on matchup. It's, it's literally built like on built on matchup. It's almost like a game of, I don't know, like a card game, like a game of Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. You got to know what your opponent's going to play, and you got to play your counter to it. But it's interesting, because... If you, uh, how do I, I gotta figure out, okay, so there's a character called, um, Dark Angel, there's a character called Dark Angel, he can fly, he can fly, he can set a healing pillar, and he could do this area of effect attack, and he gets you 
lasers out of his eyes. Now his strength, his strength is he could fly, obviously, and he could pepper you with, with lasers. Now they're not super strong lasers, but there are a lot of them. He could pepper you with lasers, and he could set like a healing thing somewhere else. So while he's flying around, he gets health back. And every move you do takes energy. While he's flying, he loses one point of energy, I believe, like every second or every like half second or something like that. So when he's flying and shooting lasers, he's draining a lot of energy and he doesn't gain energy back while he's flying. But you know, he's good at making space and he can get away from opponents really easy. Now, if you choose a slow moving character, like um, a character called Brontu, who's just like a rhino, completely grounded, the, the smallest jump arc in the game, he barely gets off the ground. You will never touch Dark Angel. He will beat you free. It'll take a long time because Brontu has a lot of health, but he will beat you free. However, you could, if you see your opponent is stuck on Dark Angel because he's just beating all your slow characters, you could pick a robot character called Jaeger who could shoot homing missiles from his head, which will hit him in the air, and you don't even have to move to kill Dark Angel. And he's got a lot of health to tank all the lasers. That's how the matchup shit works in Unholy War. Also, want to add that Bronto burps and farts. He burps and farts. Those are his attacks. He burps and farts. Interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's a, uh, I want to call it a hidden gem, and I think it is. But on Holy oh. War Two, I was not expecting that at all. No. It's time. We've waited long enough. Um, <laughs> it makes me laugh because I was like ninety percent sure. I thought I knew. I thought I knew what Jam was going to say, and then he hit me with that day. I was like, oh. Not the game that I thought he was going with. Never mind. What were you thinking, Bonsai? I I thought GM was going to say uh, like a sequel to Storm. I thought he was just going to bring bring because we're supposed to be getting an announcement on something Naruto related. So I thought he was just going to bring up a Storm game. <laughs> he said unholy uh, word too. And then oh, he was nineteen ninety. I was like, never mind. Wow, I can't believe that game came out that long ago. That's crazy. But oh, that's that's that insane. That that's that you even said that you even said that. That's that's really. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's Unholy War Two. What was the first game you said? Any new Persona game. Any new Persona game. That's right. Um, so both both your guys's, I could see because Persona is very popular now. I, I could mean, see more, it. it's even more popular than it was then. That's a crazy part. Exactly. I could definitely see a new Persona Arena coming sometime in the next generation and it'll probably look great i don't think the roster i think they would do something different with the roster i don't think they would have shadows separated from yeah i doubt it shadows was a persona 4 thing anyway oh, okay okay i could see a persona arena coming through because persona is super popular the game was super popular it was super competitive and it was a lot of like big time uh, competitors first games so that's impressive I can see them doing it just because they released so many different variants of their actual games already. That's true. And, and Banzai, with your idea of uh, my hero, like fighters type of deal, I think about that a lot. Actually, I think about that idea a lot. I would love nothing more if that's like the next like 2D anime fighter. I'd want it to be my hero. Even though I think Naruto probably deserves the spot to no, be the I next big one. No, I definitely thought about Naruto, but because Naruto already has the Storm series and it's really already like prolific, good anime running fighting, I was like, let my hero actually get a good 
freaking game because that it's it's our own original game kind of blows and they were guest characters in jump force which blows so i agree it doesn't have a strong legacy of arena fighters like how naruto does yeah so and i guess naruto did have clash of ninjas so they did already kind of yeah. have their pseudo 2d fighter it had Ultra ninja was 2d yeah oh with like a sidestep mechanic right no, like, I'm no. Clashing Ninja out of sides that Ultimate Ninja before their storm was yeah. too. Yeah, it's just the only way you could like move is like you could like teleport from the upstage part to the downstage part. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about all that, to be honest. I forgot about the original Ultimate Ninja games. Yeah, the modern anime fighter is like it just stems from Storm, I think. Yeah. I think Storm is like the baseline. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a strong legacy that I really don't think they have to abandon to be successful. I feel like people yeah. just like the Storm series. Yeah. So yeah, I think My Hero is a good option. And they just have a lot of characters that would just fit well and are super popular now. Yeah, and then just a new arena uh, better than Jump Force game would be awesome because we have so many like good prolific anime characters now. Like we got Bleach is back. We could put our legacy characters like Bleach, freaking Naruto, Dragon Ball Z in it. But now we got characters like Chainsaw Man, all this other crazy shit. And I'm just like, man, a good game with all these characters fighting each other would hit so good. It really would. It'll scratch that itch I think a lot of anime fan fans have right now. Mm -hmm. But I think I would say for this next generation, I for sure want another Killer Instinct game. Oh yeah, I definitely, yeah. I am 100% with you. I would love to see KI come back. It's crazy it's almost been 10 years. I, yeah, I can't believe it. I wasn't, I wasn't even going to say Killer Instinct at first because I was like, oh, that well, we got that last generation. But when I thought about it, I'm like, I don't think we did. I was a launch title. It was yeah. like day one, bro. The world is so different than 2014. Like <laughs> It is. Or 2013, whatever it was. It was so long ago. Yeah, I think that was two generations ago. Yeah, and it's so crazy because I still think that game looks and feels incredible. So if they came out with just a brand, or brand new version of KI that was still as good as the last one, if not better, I think that would be super amazing. Really, it aged so well and it did, it was like, it did suffer from it starting as an indie title. Right, it like started as like an indie title. It had what, six characters? Like what was it? Jagos, Saberwolf, Glacius, Orchid, Sadira, Thunder, um, Thunder, and yeah, that was the launch roster. Six characters, and then we got DLC Spinal and DLC Forward to round it out before we started getting a lot of DLC characters. And but then since day one, everybody's like, and eventually we'll get Shadow Jago. <laughs> oh yeah, and Shadow Jago. Eventually, yeah, as a his own character. And then season two came on with like Omen as a bonus character and Combo and, and Maya and all them. Yeah. So, so yeah, like when I thought about it, I was like, damn, we haven't seen Killer Instinct in 10 years, like a new Killer Instinct. I want a new one. Like I want a new one like now. Also, Give it to me now. one of the greatest guest character roster ever. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid with um, Arbiter, Ram, uh, General Ram and, um, and Rash and Rash and that's like I like that because 
it was on theme. It was, this game's an Xbox exclusive. Here are some Xbox exclusive characters from Xbox, Xbox exclusive games. And Rash was a, a rare property. Killer Instinct's a rare property. Here's Rash. I just, I just like the theming. Yeah, it was really good. I think that's a great first choice, honestly, McWolfie. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's who I want. And then, I think it is also about time we got a new Bloody Roar release. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to not dance around it because I always go to Bloody Roar, but if <laughs> McWolfie does it, let's go, Bloody Roar, let's yeah. go! I think it's about time we got a new Bloody Roar release. It's been way too long for a series that so many people, when you ask them what they think about Bloody Roar, they say they loved it. I don't talk to many people who are like, I I don't like Bloody Roar, I think it's corny. They all say, I thought it was a cool concept. Maybe it could have been executed a little bit better, uh, but the concept was so cool and the characters were cool. And um, it's so funny about Bloody Roar, just because it feels like it's that game that if you bring up Someone would be like, oh, you know about Bloody Roar? To the point now, like, when it gets talked about now, it's like, damn, this game is way more popular than all of us knew. Like, more people played it. Here's my hot take, and here's my ultimate hot take. You guys ready for this? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Um, I fully support a new Bloody Roar, 100%. One and no one. Uh, no question. If you're going to put fucking Nagi in it, delete it. Don't even make that game. Nagi is first. Let's go, fair, Nagi! Fair, fair, if fair. fair. Make, if Nagi shows up in that bitch, delete the files. I don't want it. Fair, fair. Get rid of the source code. Just pretend it didn't exist. It's gone. Uh, fair. You know what? I'm, I'm, actually, I'm in support. I'm in support of that. Yeah, yeah. Nagi's gone, bro. We don't, we've, we've evolved past the need for Nagi, bro. It's we over. have evolved past the need for Nagi. Can we at least get Reiji the crow? Yeah, I support yeah, Reiji. I just don't like Nagi. Like Nagi, everyone else is 100% fine. Uh, Nagi can just disappear forever. Bring back Greg the Gorilla. I 100% want Greg the Gorilla back. Let's bring back Greg the Gorilla. I want a genie from Street Fighter Five to be Greg the Gorilla. Oh my God, I, that that was so funny. Let's bring back everyone. Let's bring back Mitsuku the Boar. Let's bring back the Fox from the first game. These characters that we ain't seen since Bloody Roar One. Let's bring them back, man. Let's bring them all back. Imagine like. Bruh, bring back Bloody Roar, but with like new game mechanics. Imagine if Stun was actually like a legit freaking grappler character, not an accidental Stun ca uh, grappler character that people knew how to use. So we just need a command list. That's it. That was the big issue. Bloody Roar was such a deep game. It actually had like a lot of depth to it, but there was no way to access that depth, that depth knowledge in game. Yeah, you had to. You had to. Back in, back in my day, we used to find out the command list through the booklet that came with the game. The booklet, and not even, sometimes the booklets didn't tell you all the moves. I was looking at fucking stun moves on FAQs, bro, on facts. Facts. <laughs> but yeah, those are my, those are my choices. Killer Instinct, Bloody Roar, bring him back, fuck it, fuck it, cross him over, fuck it, I don't care, just bring him back in some way. I was just scared to literally say that because I I remember like a ton of podcasts ago you used to say who would you want to take over Bloody War series I was like honestly the killer is think people could kill that honestly they would though I don't think the people who would make who made Killer Instinct will come back to make this Killer Instinct excuse me there's a lot of turmoil behind the scenes but yeah those are my choices 
for games I hope to see in this coming generation. It's like now is the perfect time for it because I feel like games are starting to experiment more and becoming, I don't want to say casual friendly, but what I do want to say is they are becoming more, um, um, I don't say like like life friendly. Like now we can play these games and have fun with them without having to commit to being a competitor just to um, have fun with it. I agree. Um. Okay. So you know we're kind of scratching the end of this episode, and so I just want to ask each of you broadly just to wrap it up. Going into the future, you know, as Street Fighter 6 gets closer to rolling out, as we start to learn more about Tekken 8, as uh, Mortal, Com Mortal Kombat 12, you know, shows its face, shows us what it's about, do you guys have any worries going into the future, even though things are looking pretty bright right now? As far as I can tell, the new Tekken doesn't have that balance system, and they already showed me that most likely I'm getting Jun, so they kind of like gave me everything I wanted. Street Fighter 6 looks hella fun, I can't wait to get into that. I'm still having a hella fun with Guilty Gear, so so far the future look, look, looking bright for me. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I'm sure that new problems will creep up as they always do, um, especially with just a change in how how things are looking over time but yeah i'm not really worried about anything at the moment per se like i think it's fun like we're looking everything's looking pretty good uh just as long as the unholy war 2 gets a like comes out gets a release date i think that's the only thing i'm worried about good old unholy war 2 <laughs> Excellent. That's that's excellent. I'm happy to hear you guys are, are optimistic. I'm also optimistic. Um, I pretty much any worry I have or just hold over worries from what we experienced in the past. Like, you know, what I'm saying like I always have that worry in the back of my head that will continue this small roster problem that um will continue this trend of just super high damage and bad defense. Um, that, you know, we saw with DNF Duel, that we saw with um, Tekken, that we saw with Street Fighter V. And even to a degree, I would say Mortal Kombat 11, but they kind of had the opposite problem because their breakaway system rewarded you for getting hit. Yeah, there's a lot. I, Mortal Kombat 12, I think, arguably that might be the game that is in need of most change. From the ground up, I agree. It's gotta be drastically different from MK11 because I didn't like MK11 at all. Um, but but yeah, you know, like you said, new problems might arise, and we'll tackle tackle those as they come. But as long as they're not the same problems as we've had, I'm okay with that. I definitely like. I I just hope. And it seems like we're on the right path that we just learn from the mistakes, you know? Whatever new problem that arises, we'll just deal with that then. 
definitely. Um, so next time we speak, I want to talk to you guys about Street Fighter 6, about everything Street Fighter 6. We have a lot to discuss, so it might be a little bit longer than usual. So hopefully we can find a good amount of time to do that. Um, yeah. So until next time, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on to talk about like such a broad subject. I know we kind of like bounced all over the place this um, this episode, but I think it was it was sort of necessary because it's like um, what am I trying to say? Because there's so much to consider when like the change of the guard happens, you know, like when we're crossing this bridge, you know, things we have to consider from the past and things that we have to consider coming at us in the future. Um, so uh, I thank you guys for coming in here and spitballing with me like this. And um, so that's that. I would like to thank Bonsai Wolfburger. Oh yeah. Good times, folks. And the Jamaican Shake. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring back Nagy. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I've been Mick Whoopi Goldberg. And this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. And we will see you on the, the next. The answer lies in the heart of battle.